Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadik Prabhuji from Mayapur. And today Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 5, Verse 19. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Thank you, Mataji. Uh, this is Good morning. Good day. Good day. Good day. So we're fortunate to be reading Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāyam Kimat <coughs> This Parashayat, Dragon, Jagat, the world, Satantram, independent, not caring, the so-called scientists, philosophers, Abhujasya, the one who does not know his principle, and Iha, in this material world. What is the use of engaging temporary activity? has spoken of a physical object made with sharp blades and thunderbolts. Haryasvis said this allegory as follows. Eternal time moves very sharply, as if made of razors and thunderbolts. Uninterrupted and fully independent, it drives the activities of the entire world. If one does not try to study the eternal element of time, what benefit can he derive performing temporary material activities? This verse explains the words, Shaurapadam Sayam Namli which especially refer to the orbit of eternal time. It is said that time and tide wait for no man. According to the moral instructions of the great politician Chandra Pandit, Ayusha Shani Ekopi Nalabdisarapu. Even a moment of one's lifetime could not be returned in exchange for billions of dollars. Therefore, one should, one should consider how much loss one suffers if he wastes even a moment of his life, nothing. Like an animal not understanding the goal of life, one foolishly thinks there is no eternity, and that his lifespan of 50, 60, or at most 100 years is everything. This is the greatest foolishness. Time is eternal, and in the material world one passes through different phases of this eternal life. Time is compared here and here and to a sharp razor. A razor is meant to shave the hair from one's face, but if not done, if not carefully handled, handled, 
The razor will cause disaster. One is advised not to create a disaster by misusing his lifetime. One should be extremely careful to utilize the span of his life for spiritual realization or physical consciousness. This is very important purport in verse. If you look up this, that is what see is put in front of us. We can ask ourselves, what is time? We measure it, we can measure time, seconds, milliseconds, days, weeks, years, millennia. What is time? Krishna says in Bible Gita, calmness means sometimes he says, I'm time. And he takes away everything from us in the course of time. Measure, for example, putting a seed in the ground. The seed is produced in time, and we put it in the ground and water it fertilize it, put it in a safe place, and in due course of time, a little sprout appears from the brown purse. In the course of time, it produces other leaves, and in the course of time, it produces a great tree. And in the course of time, that tree may be cut down and turned into paper or articles of furniture. Everything happens in time for that tiny seed. So also, our body, the duration of our life is measured and no one can enhance it even by a second. It's the scheduled time that is ordained for us as a We're born, mother and father unite. There's a tiny embryo within the mother's womb. The thing they call zygo. It's first one cell, then four cells, or 16, 32, 64, 122, it expands, expands, expands. In the course of time, the child comes from the mother's womb. They say life has begun. But in the course of time, that child becomes a youth, the youth becomes middle aged, middle aged becomes prematurely old, becomes old, and dies. And is there any way to stop that? Therefore, time is compared here to thunderbolts and razors, insurmountable energy of the Lord. Lord's own energy said that I am that energy. So time is a very important thing. Prabhupada quotes Chanakya Pandit, that Ayush, we have a certain duration of time. And unless we use it properly, what is the, what is the value of our life? Because you can't buy back even a second of time with millions of gold coins, you can't buy one second. Swarnakoti means millions of gold coins. 
can you buy back one second of time? So what is the most valuable thing that you can't purchase with millions of gold coins? Gold coins? That's time. So how will we invest our time? We should consider that carefully. Because time, the duration of our life, whatever it is, we don't know. Is it another minute? Is it another second? Is it another year? Ten years? Fifty years? We can't say. But whatever it is, we can think of it like a bank balance. Let's say, for example, you have $100,000 in the bank. Now, a foolish person may run off to Las Vegas. <laughs> they call it Las Wages. Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Wages, Nevada. And think, now I'll invest this money, and I'm going to make lots of money, and he gambles it all away. And he leaves Las Vegas depressed, unhappy, with empty pockets, because he wasted that money. Another person may invest the money carefully and make his 100000 into 200000 or 300000 by carefully investing that amount of money. So we can liken our duration of life to that bank balance. How will you use it if you're given 100 years, which is unlikely to you? Let's say you're given 75 years or according to the predicted amount of time a human being has in this coming year. Let's say, for example, you have 75 years. How will you spend those 75 years? Will you invest it carefully by cultivating your relationship with God, by sacrificing, by serving, by investing your time? Or shall we just waste time in frivolous activities which is like in fear to sense gratification? This is wasting our time because even the animals have that. Sukham Bhagavatam says, Sukham Andriyakam Daityam Dehina Yogena Dehina Alabhyate Daivat Yatadukam Yadhita Bhagavatam says that even the animals enjoy a particular amount of sense gratification that's allotted to them by their own karma. <laughs> the dogs and pigs, they also enjoy sexual pleasure. They enjoy eating. They sleep. They have their nest, their family. They do all the things we do, but they can't ask, who am I? What is the purpose of my life? Why did I come here? What is this world? Is there a God? Is, do I have a relationship with him? Animals can never ask these questions because they have no sense of self. Only human beings, by the blessing of God, this is why human life is so special. By the grace of God, we have this inquisitive nature that these questions naturally arise in the consciousness of an advanced human being. Why was? Why did I come here? Why do I have to die? And this actually was the, whole, the, the question from which the whole Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken. Maharaj Krishna asked Shukadeva Goswami, what is the duty of a person who is on the verge of death? This is an intelligent person's question. Why do I have to die? And if I have to die, what is my duty before that last breath comes? What am I here to do? Most people think my only purpose in life is to accumulate money and enjoy sense gratification. Increase family members, get the big house, the big car, the prestige, the bank balance. Enjoy so-called enjoyment of your life. But all of that is taken away by death. 
So what does it what did it mean that you became a so called successful man? How did you spend your life? How did you invest your time? What did you achieve by your investment? Did you achieve a, a, a flickering, useless result? Or did you achieve immortality? Immortality is in our grasp by proper use of our time. Srimad Bhagavatam. In Srimad Bhagavatam, it stated, Are you that by the rising and setting of the sun, the duration of our life is taken away. It's our, our life is literally being drained as we speak. Yaksha Krishna section of Yudhishthira is that everyone and everything, every bird, every beast, every amphibian, every amphibious creature, every microbe, every devata is facing death. They have their first breath and they have their last breath. But we live our life like I will never die, even though we see the symptoms of our own demise. The wrinkles come, the gray hair comes, the decreased function of all the centers of our body comes. They're warning signs of our own impending death. But we think, so what? I, I'm only, this, is, this is the consciousness of uh, Dhritarashtra. I looked that up in Bhagavatam. It's a very nice person that much people. Or Gitura was speaking to Dhritarashtra, chastising him, because Dhritarashtra was very fortunate to have a brother like Gitura, who's a very self-realized, saintly person, who gave him all good advice. So he's chastising him. And he said to Dhritarashtra, away. You yourself have expended the major portion of your life. Your body is now overtaken by invalidity. Lucas, alas, how powerful are the hopes of a living being to continue this life. Barely, you There's no need to live a degraded life and subsist on the charity of those whom you tried to kill by arson and poisoning. You also insulted their wife and usurped their kingdom and wealth. Despite your unwillingness to die, your desire to leave even at the cost of honor and prestige, your miserly body will, continue, will certainly dwindle, deteriorate, and get old garment. Endure the speaking to us. Are these things not in our future? When we see an old person, if, if you're young, most of you are thinking young, so it may be hard for you to really old age, may be difficult for you to relate to. But look at the life of an old person. The digestion is gone, 
hearing is gone, the sight is gone, taste is gone, all the different senses of the body are dwindling and some completely gone. And we think, oh, this this poor old person. But we don't think, this will happen to me. Shiva Prabhupada said that. He's lying in his bed in the last days of his life. He turned with full gravity to the disciples who surrounded him. He said to them, don't think this won't happen to you. But we think it will never happen to you. This is, this is the most amazing thing. We live our life as if the last breath will never come and we have to leave everything. But even here, Richard Ashwa, such a degraded life. Bhima is mentioned here. Vidura mentions Bhima especially because Bhima killed his two beloved sons, Duryodhana and Dushasha. Bhima personally killed them. And those boys were very, very dear to Dhritarashtra. Uh, uh, so Bhima is particularly pointed out because he killed his two pet sons. But he's living there like a beggar in the house just, just to continue his life. And this is the, this is the, the power of Krishna's mind. The amazing power of Krishna's mind. Elsewhere in Bhagavatam, we read very important this. Check some other verses other verses that support this theme. The verse we're reading today. There is saying, Pratikriya Nigasya Kutas Chikkarshi Chikabon, the Isha Bhagavan Kala, Sarvishanda, Samadhi Kaha. Pratikriya means remedial measure. Excuse me. That there's no remedial measure. There's nothing you can do in this material world, to stop the onslaught of eternal time, Kala, that is approached us all. No friend, no children, father, brother, state wealth, prestigious position, family, society. No one can protect a person who is not protecting Therefore, doesn't it make sense to seek protection from the Supreme Lord? And, and what is that perfect protection? Is to leave this world have to protect your material asset because time is going to take them away. There's no protecting them. You can't hold on to them. This is the greatest illusion of life. We can't hold on to it. And we think, I will hold on to it. I, I, I live in this world. There's a story about Narad Muni was told by Lord Narayan. He said, he was teaching Lord Narayan, he was teaching Narayan Muni, he says, no one wants to go back to Godhead. And Narada Muni was surprised that the kingdom of God is so nice. Chintam and Ekrakadasapis, eternal life, happiness, joy, every song is a dance. Every song is every word is a song, every step is a dance. <coughs> Krishna's there, devotees are there, no anxieties. Who wouldn't want to go? Nobody wants to I'll give you the He told Narada, by my blessing, you may offer eternal residence in Vaikuntha to any person you meet. Go find one person and tell him you can come back to Vaikuntha, right? <coughs> so he approached one man and he said, Listen, I have a blessing from Martin Narayan. You can leave this world right now and go back to Godhead. Think of it. If Narada Moya approached you, go 
this man said, no, 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 I have, I have, this is responsibilities, I have to get my daughter married. So Narmin said, okay, the order stands, anytime you like, the man died. He took birth as a cow in the yard, the devotional attached to the house, his previous residence. So Narmin Muni approached the cow, and he said to the cow, you can still go back to Godhead. You're the same soul. I offered you as a human being. You didn't take the offer. Now you've taken birth as a cow, but you can still go back to Godhead. Leave this cow body, this dirty cow body, and go back to my culture. So the cow said, no. That now I have a granddaughter, and I need to supply milk for my granddaughter. Please come back later. So the cow does became a dog. Narmani approached the dog. He said, I made your dog. You were a cow before. You were a human being before. How did you become a dog? Such a dirty life. You can leave this dog life right now and return to the kingdom of God. Back to Just come with me. Let's go. The dog said, no, no, no. This is my family. My grandchildren are living in this house. My children are living in this house. I used to live in this house. I have to guard this house. This is my duty. I am given in the form of a dog. I have to guard this house. Please come back to me. <coughs> the dog died. And take word is a snake. So the snake was guarding a treasure. And Arduni approached him. So major snake, look at look at what's happened to you. First you're a human being, then a cow, then a dog. Now you become such a degraded creature. A snake? What do you think you're doing? The snake said, I have to guard. I hid this wealth for my family, for their future, for their prosperity. I worked hard to accumulate this wealth. Now I have to make sure that this wealth is inherited by my family. They're very dear to me. Please come back to me. So the family shows up looking. Well, when they see the snake, they take sticks and they beat him. Oh, snake, snake, snake. They're beating and beating and beating. <coughs> the snake calls him Narada. Please take me back. Please take me. The point is this: no one really wants to go because of attachment to this material world. Attachment to what? To all fleeting pleasures, things that we can't hold on. We're not born with any material opulence, and we can't leave with any material opulence. But in the meantime, we become attached, thinking I can own something. What can we own? We don't even own our own body. But to speak of the wealth and possessions and relationship with this body, the bank balance, the home, the car, the assets, the investments, can you own them? You have to leave them. We all have to leave them in due course of time. What is the meaning spending our life working hard to accumulate all these things when in due course of time they're all ripped away from us by time? So with every rising and setting of the sun, duration of our life is taken away. Except for those persons except for those persons who invest their time in hearing about the Supreme Personality of God, his name, his form, his activities, his pastimes, his devotees, his temples, his books, all things in relationship with Krishna. If we spend our time hearing about Krishna, serving Krishna, in the frightful situation of this material world where time is devouring everything, taking everything away from us, is finished. And we don't have to take birth. 
someone may say, well, you know, devotees also get old. Devotees get heart attacks. Devotees get cancer. Devotees get in accidents. That is the nature of this world. We've come here and those things are thrust upon us beyond our desire to have it. But it's the last, for a devotee, it's the last time we have to experience that unhappiness. The unhappiness of losing a loved one. The unhappiness of, of, of disease or loss or failure of a business or breakup of relationship. All the different miseries that come to us in this material world. Who can protect us from all of that? Protect us from those miseries and take us back to God? And only Krishna. That's why Prahlad Maharaj said, Bala Sineha Sharanam Pitaram Nishinga, Narata Sitaka Namudanbati Mansitavano, Tapta Sitak Padavihir Nari Hanji Sayishtas, Kavadivo, Tanabritam Tudavikshitanam. Very important verse. He said that if, if Upekshitanam, that if someone is neglected by you, there's no hope for them, there's no protection for them, there's deliver no, no deliverance for them. And he gave examples. He said parents can't protect their children as much as they heart and soul desire the welfare and safety of their children. Ultimately, parents cannot protect their children. Otherwise, why do the children die in the children? Parents cannot protect children. A boat cannot protect a drowning man. If he's meant to drown, the boat cannot protect him. And medicine cannot, and then the third example is medicine cannot protect a dying patient. Even with the best medical care in the most up-to-date hospital with the most brilliant doctors, if someone's meant to die, there's nothing that can save him. Only Krishna can save, him, can save us from this world. Only Krishna. So we should understand where is our shelter? Not in this body, but this is the disease. Uh, the great Vaishnava Acharya, Alwar, Vaishnava Alwar in South India. His name is Kula Shekhar. Kula Shekhar Maharaj was the avatar of the, the what's it called, the jewel around Krishna's neck, around Vandrishna's neck. Uh, I'm forgetting the name. Goshtama Mani. So his incarnation, go figure that. <clears throat> anyway, he was a great devotee. He made one beautiful Gopunda Mala One verse says, Idam Shariram Parinama Teshalam, Kimoshadi Kuchtisi Mutta Dormate Niramayam Krishna, the Sayan of Kuba. Is that people are very addicted to the bodily conception of life. They think this body is very beautiful, Teshalam. But they neglect to acknowledge that it's also parinama. Parinama means it's undergoing change. People look in the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most beautiful of all? Who are? Actually, the cosmetic industry, the worldwide cosmetic industry, is a multi-trillion-dollar industry trying to make that image in the mirror look more and more attractive with lipsticks and creams and hair transplants and mustache wax and all types of accoutrements to try and increase the bodily beauty of that reflection in the mirror. trying to make it more and more beautiful. But, Parinama, it is undergoing change. Shatashandi Jarjara, before the body falls dead, 
all the hundred joints of the body become stiffened with old age. So Sula Shekhar Maharaj asked rhetorical question, is there any medicine? Do you think there's any medicine that can solve this problem of birth, death, old age, and disease? If you think so, that you're simply like a like a donkey, like a foolish donkey. Like a foolish donkey. If you think you can take some medicine, some Oshodi, some Gutika, some Chorna, some Rasayana, and that will solve the problem of birth, death, old age, and disease. Impossible. If you think that, you're a fool. But he said there's one thing. Emotion in Krishna Rasayana Take this Rasayana. Check the chanting of Krishna's holy name, and this will solve your problem of birth, death, old age, and disease. So this is our shelter. Other persons who are neglected by the Lord Pikshitana will never get that shelter looking for shelter in the wrong place. Because there's no shelter anywhere else except at the lotus feet of Krishna. So this is the whole upshot of devotional life. Where to find shelter? Naratam he said, you're well done. Govind, your youth, Kutra, your sons and daughters, Parijana, your family. That they're just like water on Kamala Dalajala, a drop of water on the lotus pad. Lotus pad is a particular characteristic. Then one water touches it, it beads up. It doesn't make it, the pad never gets wet. It's in the in the water that it's never wet. There's a waxy coating on the pad. When water touches it, it beads up, which means with the slightest influx of wind, the water goes and is pushed off the pad into the pot. So he said, Jima to Talamala, that your Jima and your life is just like that. That your wealth, your youth, your your family None of these things can help you because they're all temporary. They're like a drop of water on a lotus leaf. What is the solution? Always worship the lotus seat of Gautari. Because there is no other solution to our problems in this life. There's no other solution to escape the razor-like thunderbolt nature of eternal time that is coming to spoil all our attachment to this material world. Shina Bhakti no Thakur sings a really beautiful song. My wife and I sing this budget in the morning uh, for Monday Archie. She sings. Emana Dola Domana Badeha Paiya Kipuru Babana Keha Ebina Bajila Jashoda Sutra Sarame Is this a human life? Emana Durlava to get Manava Deha. A human form of life is very rare. Therefore, there's a great responsibility that we should take up the worship of the Supreme Personality of God. And otherwise, if we don't worship Yashoda Sutta, the son of Yashoda, Lord Krishna, Gopal, that when the last breath comes, then we lament. We feel very unhappy. Laja. Laja means very like, uh, grief, grief-stricken. Very, 
very grief-stricken at the time of death because we think, what did I do with my life? What did I, what did I actually achieve? I to, I'm leaving everything behind. What's left for me? Did, did your degree help you? Can you show Yamaraj? I'm MBA, MBA, MDBA, BTEC, MTech, PhD. Can you show Yamaraj? Sorry, come on, Jello, let's go. Can you show him your bank balance? Can your family members help you? What is it like? People lodge it, they lament, they're full of sadness and grief at the end of life because they didn't worship the Shoda Sutra, the son of the Shoda. So Udita Kapana, every which every rising and setting sun, our life is taken away. So why do you not worship the Lord of your heart? Why don't we do something eternally beneficial? Why do we waste time giving so much emphasis on accumulation and enjoyment? This is the, the bywords of materialistic person, to accumulate and enjoy. And at the end of life, to cry. What is, it's the saddest thing. They spend their whole life for these things, but at the end of life, they simply cry. Charame koji, koridi laji. Then is a jivana anitya jana hasa, tahina nagida vipadaba. He says this life is anitya. Soul is nitya. Gajayate, nitya va kadachit. Kadachit means at any time. When I'm born, at any time, you don't die at any time. We're eternal, primeval, we're not slain when the body is slain. This is the nature of the soul, nitya. But our life in this material, jivana anitya jana This, this we should understand this essence of life. Sarami is the essence. If we don't understand this essential thing, then we wasted our life. It's deeper, useless, useless endeavor. So he is recommending nama Take shelter of the holy name of Krishna. Take shelter of Krishna and takaha apanapaja and go about your regular duties in life. He's acknowledging Chilabhakina Thakur, also Shukhita, his ideal Grihasta, Paramahamsa Grihasta. He had 11 children, produced such extraordinary Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Thakur, who changed the course of history. Ideal Grihasta. Family man, uh, magistrate in the British Raj, genius from Buckingham, actually on uh, Sunday of Buckingham's disappearance. Spent some time meeting him at Buckingham, such an extraordinary personality. When he was two years old, he wrote his first poem. When he was six, he began to study of Sanskrit language. When he was seven, he mastered Ramayana and Mahabharata. He could explain any story, give the purpose of the story, the Leela from Mahabharata. He wrote 100 books, such a genius. And he changed the course of history by introducing, bringing Gaudiya Vaishnavism back into 
respectability back into the limelight, the budget low aristocratic Bengali society who at that time was despised everything to do with Vaishnavism. Vaishnavism was, was considered to be uh, Vaishnava was considered to be a beggar, destitute person, uh, immoral. This no good book was to be a Vaishnava. He brought respectability back to Vaishnavism with the elite underlook aristocratic society of Bengal. He traveled all over India. He had 500 Namhatu groups under him. He identified himself as Imam, the sweeper of the Holy Name, the sweeper of the Namhatu, to maintain purity, to maintain integrity in the Namhatu. 500 different groups were him. Traveled all over India, produced extraordinary children, beloved by the British Raj, and was first to introduce teachings of Lord Chaitanya to the Western world. This was his desire. Of course, we understand that desire was fulfilled by Arshila who happened to be, who appeared in this world in the same year, 1896. It was the year that this book was sent to McGill University by Srila Bhattacharya, Life and Precepts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. appeared in that same year to fulfill the mission of Srila and the mission of Srila to take the holy name of Krishna, he conquered it in the world. the chanting of the holy name to every village and town of the world. And it's still going on, we've only begun it. This is the mission of So he preached the highest principles of, of Vaishnava Dharma, the highest principles of Vaishnavism. In the simple Bengali language, when Srila Prabhupada was in Denver, Colorado, he requested devotees to sing, I think this song, Bajuka Raymana, Kinandana Abhaya Charana Aravindya, asked the devotees to sing this beautiful song. Someone devotees sang this song. Then he was preaching to the devotees that these bhajans of Narutam Dasnapu, Bhakti Narutam, Govindadas, Lochan Dasnapu, all these amazing, extraordinary bhajans of our acharyas are non-different from the Vedas, non-different from the Vedas, non-different from the Vedas. So Srinivasa Thakur introduced these amazing Vaishnava precepts, the highest understanding of Vedanta in the simple Bengali language. And Vedanta means Vedanta, the, the end of all knowledge, Means what? Vedanta print, Devadin, Evachalam. Krishna said, I am the compiler of Vedanta, I am to be known by Vedanta, and I am the knower of Vedanta. Krishna Bhakti is, is Vedanta. We said, therefore, we say Bhakti, Vedanta. Bhakti is the anta, the, under, the, un, the final understanding of all Veda, which is contained in these beautiful songs given by our Vaishnavacharyas. So anytime you're feeling unhappy, in spiritual life. It's my personal experience. And if you're feeling unhappy, you're feeling uninspired, pick up a songbook and read, or better, sing these beautiful bhajans of Bhakti Vinantakur, the Narutam Das Thakur. also, he also sang beautiful songs in this regard. Hari Hari Vipale Janama Vainan, Manusha Janama Bhaya, Radha Krishna Nama Diyam. 
He said that I've simply wasted my life. Why? He's saying I've wasted my life because I've not... I, I got the human body, Manusha Janama, by Radha Krishna Nabajaya. I have human birth, Manusha Janama. But I've not worshipped Radha Krishna. Therefore, I've seen, I willingly drunk poison. I, I think I, I committed suicide, willingly killed myself. We're creating for an ocean. We're 
implementing Varnosha. What is implementing Varnosha? It means to recognize the, the Bhagasha, the categories in human society, and expect persons in different categories to behave in a particular way. For example, someone calls himself a Brahman. Who is a Brahman? Is there any jerk with a thread on his shoulder? Who is called arrogance? I'm better than you. My father was a Brahman. And it makes me a Brahman. They say that a horse can only beget a horse. A cow will only produce a cow. A rabbit will only beget a rabbit. And a Brahmana can only produce a Brahmana. This is foolish. My father was an orthopedic surgeon. Did he beget an orthopedic surgeon? He is an orthopedic surgeon by quality and by work because he has the qualification to perform orthopedic procedure. And because he's working in that way, we can say this man is an orthopedic doctor. Does that make his son an orthopedic doctor? This is So if someone's a brahmana by birth because his father is a brahmana? No, only by guna and karma. Guna means quality. But there's qualities. So there is peaceful, self-controlled, clean, religious. Uh, all the different qualities are mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. And what are the, what are the work of the Brahman? That's also mentioned. So what is the... What is the work of a Brahman? Bhattan, Bhattan, Yajan, Yajan, Dhan. Then he studies Shastra and he teaches Shastra. He studies, he worships the deity and he teaches other persons to worship the deity. In other words, he makes other persons Brahmanas by teaching them the process of spiritual life. And Dana, Katikraha, he accepts as its maintenance charity. And he doesn't accumulate. He's not a greedy fellow. Whatever he gets, he accepts for his maintenance simple life. And then he balance, he uses for charity. He gives charity, not just accepting charity, dana and pratikrata. He gives charity of Islamic guna and karma for Brahman. Similarly, guna and karma is there for all the other partners in life. So human society is meant to be divided. Eight partners. Eight and four, four varnas and four ashrams, it says, one ashram dharma. Probably it's very heavy about this in order to complete it, implemented in Discon and all over the world for the uplift of the human society because the masses of people are not ready to take up toward emotional service. Count your blessings, Mantis, If you've taken up Krishna Bhakti, you're chanting, you're initiated, you're a tough plus human being. I mean, we don't have to be proud. Some things we can be proud we count our fortune and we take pride that I've come to Krishna consciousness. I'm a bonafide spiritual master. I'm chanting the holy name. The word is a top class. Human beings, Manushanam Salasation, out of millions of people, only one becomes a devotee. It's the most rarefied achievement in life to become a devotee. So we can be proud. But the masses of people, they're not ready for pure emotions. What to, what to do with them? Shall we neglect them? They go, oh, you're, you're not ready for initiation. You still have bad habits. Get away. Don't leave us. Leave us. So we can engage them through this principle of That there has to be guidance given by intellectual priestly class, saintly class, Vaishnavas. Of course, 
our bodily circumstance, we should measure our progress spiritually. Have I become dear to Krishna and has Krishna become dear to me? Do I feel separation from Krishna? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, if I actually was a devotee, I would die in separation from then when will I get this feeling for you? When will I, my eyes flow like rivers of tears? My voice choke up the hairs of my body stand on me. When will that day, when will that day come? When will I feel the world all vacant in your absence? When will that make? We measure our advance of spiritual life by this. Not by people respecting you as a senior devotee or asking you to take class or Prabhupada disciple, all these external things. Measure your progress in spiritual life by how much separation you feel. That is progress in life. Because this is our world. This is the essence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's philosophy. Feeling the separation from Krishna, not meeting Krishna, some people keep alone. How much separation and feeling how, how I'm encaged, I'm cursed. Most inauspicious thing has happened to me. I've fallen in this material world. I'm separated from Krishna. This Dishame Bhavambu, no poisonous material existence. How did this inauspicious thing happen to me? How did I become separated from Krishna? If we're not feeling like that, and we're feeling that my progress in life is to accumulate things and to enjoy, is simply foolish, stupid, brainless, misguided. These things we should understand by the progress of time. How much progress I'm making in spiritual life by checking Krishna's name, serving Vaishnavas, serving our local temple, reading Prabhupada's books, preaching Krishna consciousness, all our activities, honoring only Krishna Sadhana, taking up these processes of Krishna Bhakti to bring us to that stage where I'm simply fed up with this material world. I don't want anything but Krishna, my only asset in life, my only protection in life, the lotus feet of Krishna. My dear mind, understand this thing. Once and for all, understand this one thing and cross over this ocean of material birth and death by taking shelter of the holy name and association of Vaishnavas. We should understand all these things in this verse, a very beautiful verse. I'll read the translation. Nardamuni had spoken of a physical object made of sharp blades and thunderbolts. Harnashvas understood this allegory as follows Eternal time. Whose very sharp is it made of razors and thunderbolts, uninterrupted and fully independent, and drives the activities in the entire world. If one does not try to study the eternal elements of time, what benefit can he derive from performing temporary material activities? Thank you very much for your time and attention. If you're driving the next event, if anyone has any comments or questions, we'll take care of you. Srila Prabhupada, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, my Dhanat Pranam to you, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Prabhuji, am I audible? 
Yeah, because sometimes this phone of mine, you know, like uh, my voice doesn't go through. It keeps tricking me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an old phone, so I'm just using this for. Um, so, Prabhuji, like, uh, uh, wonderful class. I mean, your realizations were like, uh, and you said uh, this verse is really important because uh, sometimes devotees remind us that razor's edge, you know. And uh, initially, I remember I found this very, uh, uh, like, uh, scary. I was thinking that should I do bhakti or not because uh, you know it's very uh, it's either here or you're there you know like that so in reference to that uh, what does it exactly mean uh, when they say like this is it like is this connected to uh, committing offenses uh, you have to be careful like this a mad elephant offense or uh, is it is it um, like our sadhana should be very strict in the sense you know do Mangal Aarti, chant your rounds in the morning, and if we don't do that, then you know we are like kind of slackened. And uh, in what reference does it say about this uh, razor's edge? You know, if you can explain a little bit. Mataji, as far as I can understand, we can only try. It's not that every single day you're going to be fired up for Mangal Aarti. Every single day you're going to chant great japa. Some days you're not. Some days you're going to feel burdened. Some days you're going to feel lethargic. Some days you're going to feel unhappy. This is the nature of the true world. So we can yes. be the best devotee we can be. And the, the key is to never stop trying. To be a beggar. To beg Krishna. To cry out to Krishna. To please save me. But let me cross over this ocean of material birth and death. And it's crossed over. Bhagavatam says, that we can easily cross over this whole material world experience, the ocean of the material experience. We can easily cross over as one crosses over the amount of water contained in the footprint of the calf by taking up the water. What does bhakti mean? Does it mean every day you're fired up? Every day you're, you're a perfect sadhika? That means you never give up. Never give up. For life, whatever lifetimes it takes, I'll, I accept. But I'll never give up. Like Haridas Kapit said. He was before the Muslim king. And he said, you're born in the, in the pious Muslim family and you're chanting this nonsense Hindu mantra. You stop this and we will kill you. How do you stop it? Cut my body to millions of pieces, but I'll never stop chanting. We shouldn't have that kind of determination. That's not it. I may be spaced out. I may make offenses. I'm a useless guy, useless girl. But I'll never stop the process. I'll never give up. Every day I'll bring mercy to Krishna, and he will certainly, in due course of time, and his will will pick me up from the social and mature birth of death. This is a spiritual thing. This poisonous ocean. We're trying to swim in this ocean by ourselves. You can't swim. Even you may be the best swimmer. How long can you swim in the ocean? If you're cast into the ocean, you do for some time. Unless someone comes to save you, you will drown. Even if you're the best swimmer. 
So we've been cast in this ocean of repeated birth and death. We have to beg mercy. And that is our sadhana. Every night lacks sadhana. Just, okay, I did it. I sang the song. I pulled down the beads. I made some noise. I chanted whatever I chanted. And I'm done. Now let me get on with life. We shouldn't be conscious. We have to be mindful in bhakti. We should be Krishna conscious, begging mercy from Krishna. That I've offended you. I've fallen in this world. I'm averse to you. But in spite of my feet, aparadha sahasrani kriyantiha nishammaya I make offenses to you day and night. But please thinking of me as your devotee. Even though I'm not, please think of me as a devotee. And offend whatever, and forgive whatever offenses I make. And make me whole and Krishna. Let my bhakti become full, perfect, in the course of time. So we have to have that conviction. We have to have that enthusiasm. Even when we're not enthusiastic, when you do it anyway, that's called enthusiasm. When you're not enthusiastic, when you're lethargic, you don't feel like chanting, and you chant anyway, that is enthusiasm. We should never give up the process of being the best of money we can be. And in due course of time, asam shaya, which this is, you'll come back to me, I guarantee. So we should have that conviction and that faith. And, and in that way, that, that get cut by the eraser, the eraser's edge. Oh, thank you so much. We get cut by the eraser's edge when we want to become inattentive. Yes. Not when we stop trying. When we stop trying, then the show is over. Then Maya will scoop you up and just toss you around like a feather in the wind. Does that answer your question, Prabhuji? Uh, yes, Prabhuji. Very, very encouraging. Uh, very, very encouraging answer. And uh, yeah, sometimes, all, because all days are not same, just like in our health also. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. We get, you know, as we're aging, so it's like, uh, you know, uh, the material world is having its impact on us, but we have to stay strong in association of devotees and continue. Thank you so much, right. Prabhuji, for guiding us. Just like, I would say, like a counselor, you know, uh, showing us the light that way. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. And a wonderful class, Prabhuji. Well, I've become an old man, so it's more realized now. It There's a big difference between 50 and 70. I didn't even start feeling old until I was about 65 or 68. And when you start 70, 71, 75, think, I can't stand much longer. And you see your godbrothers. I have a godbrother, very dear friend of mine, that's very, very painful to my heart. We used to spend a lot of time together. He'd come to my house for Prasad, which is life. You see, Dandy and I would have been, my godbrother and his wife, they cured them together, but big Prasad and Peace. Then we go to his house, church on the Prasadam Peace. We're serving together in Prabhupada Dilly 